Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. Pro and college football is now in full swing, and we're coming up on the last couple weeks of the baseball season, which means you need bet online more than ever before. You can use our promo code BLEAV50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the link in the description to this episode. Bet online, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night, however and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping in to another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast, live on the Fantabulous Believe podcast network, except it isn't live because this is not one of our Fantabulous YouTubes. It is, in fact, a Fantabulous podcast. I hope everyone is having a Fantabulous Tuesday, September 20th. At least that's what it is according to my count. It might not be that according to your count. We still appreciate you stopping in, however and whenever it is that you may be listening We have got one of our great friends joining us here on the show today. His name is Cam. Y'all know him as DSD. It's the DSD in the morning or afternoon or evening or night, depending on when you're listening. But we have DSD joining us here once again. This is a conversation from Friday, so some of the stuff has not aged perfectly. And yet DSD and I had a fantastic convo about his Patriots. NFL football. We talked about Russell Wilson and the first game against the Seahawks, which we recorded before Russell Wilson and the and the Broncos got booed um, during the Sunday game against the Texans, which was incredibly sad and the most sta- uh, the most standard fourth game out of four in the afternoon on the red zone. That's usually involving the Rams against a bad team or the Cardinals or the. Broncos just because they play on the West Coast. I mean, the Broncos aren't West Coast, West Coast, but they're in the mountain time zone. And for football intents and purposes, they play in a West division. So Broncos played a bad game, got booed off the field. Nathaniel Hackett had, as far as I can tell, three like dumbass time clock management things that will probably not be corrected by the time we get late in the season and he might be headed for one of those one-and-done coaching seasons because this is looking like it's going to blow up in spectacular fashion for the Broncos. But anyways, all of that happened on Sunday. We recorded before that. All of it still applies. Let's join. I don't have an A block today. Again, like I said on Monday, we're going to do a full Trey Lance episode probably on Wednesday. We'll still TBD on that. I'll, I'll get back to you sometime later in the week, but... We'll do a full Trey Lance episode later on in the week. He had successful surgery, and uh, he'll be out until next year, and we'll have 12 months to talk about it. So at some point here coming up, we'll do a full Trey Lance podcast. For the time being, let's join our friend Cam, a.k.a. DSD, a.k.a. Daily Sports Dosage, for the DSD in the morning here on the Take It Easy podcast. Honestly, I don't know if this is like a normal take in Boston, but like, 
everyone always wants to be like, oh, you guys are so lucky. You know, you guys are so fortunate. You should just like, you know, like basically like, you know, like, 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 thank God himself that this happened. Like, yeah, I, yes, extremely lucky. I'm not going to tell you that I'm not like being a, you know, Patriots fan was extremely fortunate. Like I, I have nothing but good things to say, honestly, but I am honestly on the, in the camp that Bill Belichick needs to be on the hot seat this year. If the team doesn't do well, because not as a coach, coach is fine, whatever. But the package deal of Bill Belichick is ruining the Patriots. Now the guy is just mailing it in. He just is mailing it in, bringing in literally nobody this off season, letting everyone walk and bringing in all of his friends, to coach the team and his kids. I don't see any more of a reason to put someone on the hot seat than what Bill Belichick has done for the past three years. Like, legitimately. Like, I, I just don't – yes, he made the playoffs one time, and I give him credit for that. I really do. But, I don't know. I, I, I really don't see as, a, as, like, a Patriots fan or even, like, a fan of the football, if you look from, like, an objective view, why Bill Belichick wouldn't be on the hot seat. Yeah, it's Honestly. like not a it's not a hot seat for bad performance. It's a hot seat for like we just need to go in a different direction. Like we need yeah, something I, new. Yeah. I'm not telling you he's a bad coach. Like I like I, I that would be bla- a blasphemous take if that was the case. It's <laughs> not. But he is not like it's just it's almost like you need a new voice in the room type of situation because he is just mailing this puppy in i mean honestly he just is it's the team sucks yeah that's that's the problem is that they have not like they're one of the handful of teams in the nfl that you look at the roster and i think possibly tanking and you said it what was it a couple years ago when he had like one of the five worst rosters with cam newton as the quarterback and And they they still was with the playoffs Mm -hmm. yeah you've been saying that that for years it's not a coaching problem he is undoubtedly the greatest coach in the history of the sport. He is. I, I don't even know how you can argue that. But as a GM, he's below average. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah, I think as long as a, if a GM was as long, if a, if a person was as high of an acumen as Bill Belichick, knew as much football, because there are other people that are very smart football people, had mm-hmm. as many cracks at the draft that he has had, the odds are they would have drafted either just as good or better. So he's yeah. just average and below. I would I would say he's like he's like not a great GM. I really don't think he is. I really don't. I mean, you're gonna hit on a bunch of them if you draft long enough. Like, uh, yeah, I think exactly. They, I think they drafted like McCordy and Hightower yeah, and that, Gronk and one in like back to back years. No, that was and, like all in the same year. Oh no, no, so so. So Hightower and McCordy were year after year. Then they got like Chandler Jones, you know, Aaron Hernandez. Like, no, like he has nailed his draft picks a couple of years. Like everyone else does if you know football. But mm-hmm. he has gone through stretches for like the last number one overall uh, first round pick on the Patriots besides Mac Jones because he's a quarterback. No matter what, he was going to make it. They were going to cut him mm-hmm. is like from like four or five years ago and he's and he's on the hot seat right now the guy from georgia the the lineman there uh um, oh uh isaiah uh, Wynn. isaiah Wynn. 
Like mm-hmm. that's the only one, and he's and he's um, and they want to like trade him. Like this Let me is. See, I have the bad. list. I I made the list a couple of years ago. I'll find it real quick of the Belichick draft picks. But yeah, it's it just like it just pisses me off, dude. It just like like I really respect Bill Belichick, and if you talk to any of my friends, I get like half and half. I got one friend that would be like, "Fire him. He's done. He sucks. Let him go." You know, just a kind of like a typical fan. Then you got another mm-hmm. guy who's like. He deserves so much leeway. He won us so many Super Bowls. We're so lucky. I'm somewhere towards the guy, the first guy, because I don't think you should just get goodwill for winning for six, you know, six Super Bowls. Like I think you should be treated as the greatest coach of all time for that, and he already is, and he's already gotten three years. He brought back Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. <laughs> Do you These know two how- coaches were on an abysmal disaster on both of their teams. Disaster. But they just have connections to Belichick, which I was laughing at that because it's like, do you know how bad your coordinating hires have to be for me to ignore the fact that Ben McAdoo is the offensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers? And, like they they are somehow more laughable than that. Let's let's add to this. We don't even have a defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. How is how is that by itself not a fireball offense? I think Bill but, Belichick. But, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, the the defensive coordinator one is like okay. Obviously, Bill's the defensive play caller, and he just didn't want to name a defensive coordinator, but he still has like position group leaders. It's like where Brian Flores was like the linebackers coach, but like the de facto defensive coordinator for yeah. a year, like. Belichick does that. The offensive one is just he didn't have anyone to replace. He was like blindsided when McDaniel's got replaced and just but promoted I whatever was supposed to be the there. guy. I thought Belichick was the guy who was supposed to be two steps forward ahead of everyone. Like his time as GM has passed him by. He it, it's years removed. Tom Brady has made Bill Belichick has exposed Bill Belichick as a GM. I mean, like. All uh, historic exposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah the 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 part where I give Belichick credit is that he's the greatest defensive coach in the history of the NFL and the Patriots the last three seasons going all the way back to Brady's last year too because Tom Brady had a worse passer rating than Mitch Trubisky that year. Like if you go yeah. all the way back to those three years, the idea that the Patriots could make the playoffs twice and win the AFC East despite the fact they haven't had a top 20 offense since that Super Bowl season where they beat and, the Rams. And, and I would argue that their defenses were bad and they, and it, but, but they, but they played well. They just like, totally overperformed. Yeah. Just yeah, totally exactly. overperformed. Thank you. Like that, That's like JC Jackson, classic example, like just dude who JC had Jackson. no back, had no business being great and was great. He got paid a billion dollars. And like, I don't even have a problem with him leaving. I'm like, bro, Bill Belichick, okay, this is the one thing as GM I will give him 100% credit for. He deserves all this, and I think this is what he's great at. When it comes to already already groomed NFL talent or, like, the, like, a, a quote-unquote scrap heap of, like, the undrafted guys, he really is elite at that. He brings guys on the team, Malcolm Butler, J.C. Jackson, that one game with Jonas Gray. He has his ability – to see talent and mold it. But when he has these high draft picks, he can't do it. I don't understand the difference. You know, like 
guys like Wes Welker, Danny Amendola. These guys were like okay players on the on their other teams. They come here and now they're you know, Wes Welker is probably the greatest slot receiver ever, or at least in the conversation. Julian Edelman, you know, like mm-hmm. these guys that just they have this way of like making it work. But my overall point is that like when what is enough? <laughs> like what is enough? I mean, I have the list here of Belichick first and second rounders going all the way back. I, I did this. Don't even want to hear it. It's going to make. Did this sick. a couple it, of years? Is it really bad? So basically, if uh, it's 2015 to 2020, and then we can add in, didn't they draft like two tight ends recently who just got cut? Like, so you can yeah. add that to the group too. If you're yeah. going all the way back to from 2015 to 2020 with just first and second round picks, the Patriots basically drafted zero Pro Bowlers and two full time starters. Between and who are the full-time stars, uh, the full-time starters would be okay. So, so the first one, um, you know how they got like a second-round pick for Jimmy G when they sent him to the yeah, 49ers? Yeah, they got um, they got so, uh, 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 the oh, I can't remember his name. He he's on the I think he's on the Chiefs now. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, the line. I have the. Right? List. I mean, li- uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, so basically, they they made like eight different trades after that, and if you like follow the list of people, it turned into seven different players for oh, 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 okay. for the Patriots. Uh, the currently the only one of them, I'm not a hundred percent sure if he's on the team, but the one I the only one I know is on the team is Damian Harris. Joe, I think actually now I'm talking about. I think it was Joe Tooney was one was like the main star that we got from that deal. That he's not on the team anymore, obviously. Yeah, Joe Tooney, the the offensive lineman. He was a he yeah. was a different trade, and he was I think like a fifth round pick or something. Oh, but okay. basically, and then they got yeah, okay. Duke Dawson, Christian Sam, Joe Juan Williams, oh, Yandi Kajust, Jarrett Stidham, and Byron Coart. Those six players. Joe Juan Joe Williams is on the team, but he just got injured. Oh, he he came back to New England. I know he was on the Broncos for a minute, and then he came back oh, to New England. Oh, I think I'm talking about a different guy. I think it's it's Joe Juwan Williams. So I think it's two different characters. So long story short, we are grasping at F and Strauss. Yeah, I mean the rest of them here. So the so oh Damian God. Harris is one of them, and then the other one it looks like right now is Kyle Duggar. It looks like, and yeah, and he, then and who's a, who's a stud? I think I really think yeah. he's going to be good. And then the only other one you could point to is Malcolm Brown, who started for four years, but obviously he's now on the Saints. That's the only other one that was like reasonably and, a starter. Yeah, and uh, so Isaiah Wynn is definitely yeah, a starter. Isaiah Wynn and is then, still on the team, at least. And then uh, what's his name? Um, the running back there, uh, who's Tony on Michelle. the Rams. <laughs> yeah, so like I want to say he's a, a starter. Like I, I do think they reached on him, but like he's he's he. So like I'll I. Yes, I'll give them credit for that. I just think running backs are running backs. We have a similar feeling on this. You can, you can find them everywhere. Yeah, and some of the other ones are like, okay, they forfeited a pick to deflate gate. Then they traded a yeah. first rounder for one year of Brandon Cooks and then got that pick back and drafted Isaiah Wynn and then Nikhil Harry and Josh Uchi and uh, like you said, Joe Juan Williams and Cyrus Jones and Derek oh, Rivers. Wow. Like there's there's a lot of mess ups in here. Um, and, and then obviously and like, now Mac Jones. And here's the thing: like I'm okay with. See, okay, here's a uh, sorry. I'm like all over the place. I think Mac Jones is fine. I don't think he's even close to the problem. I think as a quarterback, he's going to be fine. I think he was on a different team, 
he probably would be like a five, six year starter. He probably would just like make tr- tread his way through the NFL because he's just like, he's just good. He's, he's good. He's not great. He's good. But mm-hmm. he'll, he'll work in New England because they're just going to make him work. I really think he's smart, all this stuff. But they are setting him up to fail in a big way. His second year, they're changing the offense on him. What is going on? Like, I don't, I just like don't have, I don't have patience for this. I really don't. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, I get the Patriots going to be bad. And I'm actually okay with that. I respect that because that's the piece where I'm like, all right, like, I understand. I'm fortunate, blah, 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 blah. But so being okay with it is different than literally allowing it to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're basically just saying, like, oh, you know, Bill Belichick's just like, I, like, almost borderline feel like to do self-sabotaging the team. I don't get it. I don't even understand. I don't get it. I just don't get it, man. Oh, Cam, welcome to the world of an unstable football team. Yeah. It's it's been a while since you've been around, but I... uh... I, I I keep joking all the time. I'm now five year recovering Charger fan. Trust me, man. There's it's a lot more instability than it is stability across the NFL. And Patriots are exhibiting a little bit of instability now that you take away Tom Brady and you take away Stephon Gilmore and you take away Donta Hightower. Uh it's it's a little David Andrews retires. It's it's just a little you bit know of what instability. I mean, you know what I mean, man? It's nothing I, I I all respect to all those players, all of them. It's just all about Tom Brady. The guy literally goes to the worst franchise probably in the sport during COVID. Brand new team figures it out and wins the F and Super Bowl. Like, I don't know if this dude has a horseshoe wedge up his ass or what, but or is that great? I think it might be a little bit of both. The guy is just an absolute wizard. He's going through a nasty divorce right now, probably. There's like some stuff going on with that. And he's probably going to go into the, the NFC Championship game. The guy is an absolute wizard. I don't get it. And I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't get it. He should, he should, he should still be on the Patriots. And He, I, might, I think he that, might win this year even though he doesn't want to be in Tampa. He might yeah, win, like, and he's just actively like got t- got Bruce Arians fired. Wants to leave in free agency this year, which like, which I'm happy him. you say that too. There's a hundred percent chance that he got Bruce Arians fired, right? Like that's like no, fact, it's right? it's already like, been confirmed. Ben Volan okay, okay. and and Mike Florio basically confirmed. Like part of his condition of return was that Bruce Arians was not going to be the coach because then, like. Uh, the part of it was like that um, Leftwich and Brady would be the ones who made the game plan every week. And then like on Friday, Bruce Arians would like walk we'll in and like, like, yeah, like red X red a marker, bunch of right? stuff. And, yeah. 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 I saw and, that. Yeah. So yeah, no part of his, con- part of the condition of his return is that like Arians got to, got to get out of here. Already confirmed. So basically they basically, they went to that man with a uh, Manchester, Manchester United game. He goes mm-hmm. upstairs to talk to the, um, the Glazers and says, all right, He's like, I'm one out. They're like, you're not going anywhere. He says, okay. My condition is I don't want Arians. They go, okay, we'll throw him upstairs. All right, deal. Coming back. Yep. And pretty oh, much. They're like, they're like, oh, I want Todd Bowles because he won't bother me. Okay, we'll hire. Yeah, Ty just Bowles. remove that level. Remove that level of management that gives Tom Brady the slightest bit more power. And really, it's just the power for him and Leftwich to make a game plan that obviously Tom Brady is is obviously like involved in making the offense like it just gives him more control over running the offense which you know more power to tom brady by using his leverage to get more power within tampa and he will still leave at the end of the season anyways 
Yeah, I just. Oh, man. I am just, like, not trying to be, like, a bitchy Patriots fan. I get it. That's probably annoying for people to hear, like, oh, you, you've done so much winning. Eat it, basically. It's Boston but, like, Sports Radio. Boston <laughs> Sports Radio on the Take It Easy podcast. I just, I just, like, don't. I'm just, like, not okay with just, like, allowing people to, like, Like, just be like, oh, let's just, like, purposely lose. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I just don't get it. I just don't. Well, that would involve like, gutting I, I, the roster. And that's part of what, you know, ha- removing Belichick would do is that it gives it a chance to gut the roster and go through the cycles that, like, like the San Antonio Spurs are going through right now. Like, the Spurs held out for years and years trying to avoid tanking and, like, gutting the roster because that's the way that's the easiest way to win is to get generational talents in a year where there's a top pick in the draft. Like uh, the Texans are going to be fucking terrible. And yet they have the next Jalen Ramsey for the next five years in Derek Stingley. Like that's the, th- there's no player on the Patriots that's as talented as Derek Stingley is on the Texans and the Texans are terrible. Like the, if you get to the top of the draft and you got the roster, it's easier than trying to do it with Mac Jones is at the 15 pick over and over again. It's yeah. just, it's difficult. Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. And, and I'm really not trying to tell you, like, I just want to be so clear that like, I'm just so like clear that like, I'm trying really hard to like, understand that like, Yes, it's okay that like we're not going to be good. I swear that's not my point. It's just it's, it's like then what are we doing here? We're just it, it's okay with just like him a lot. I don't know. I, it's I just, just like, there's I no plan. It. There's no like clear yeah. vision for how we're going to get good again. It's like we're just bad and we're never going to be able to catch Buffalo, which is incredible to say given where we were four years yeah. ago. But I'll tell you though, I don't know. I would say this truthfully. I don't know if the NFL has ever seen a quarterback like Josh Allen. Dude is an absolute monster, bro. He's that good. Like he is. Like I, he, I, I want to say he's better than Patrick Mahomes. Like I'm. I, I don't think it's a knee jerk reaction. I know you're probably not going to agree with that, but I love <laughs> him, dude. I'm so in on him. I love him. One day Mahomes might be better. The next day Allen might be better. Like those those four quarterbacks that we all know are great. Like I guess people debate Lamar Jackson, but I'm thinking of Mahomes, Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. Like those guys are just on another level at this point. And maybe Rodgers isn't anymore, but like all those dudes are just like revolutionizing the game. And and obviously any day one could be better than the other. But that's why they're all elite. And I. We'll never tell. I mean, obviously, I have a Patrick Mahomes jersey, and it's the only jersey I own. But like, I will never say which one I actually think is the best, even though statistically, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback to ever pick up a football. Yeah, I'm just like, I just like also think that like, there's never been like that that type of quarterback the way Josh Allen is. Like, I just think he's that good. Like he. Like he brings it on so many different levels that I don't know other like. Like I, I guess mm-hmm. it's like pure passing and all that. Like I probably would go Patrick Mahomes. The guy wins. You know, I'm I, I love Patrick Mahomes. I'm trying to like slide him. I yeah. just think Josh Allen. <laughs> this dude is unbelievable. He just like I don't know. Josh. Yeah, Allen they do different like things. Mahomes yeah. and Josh Allen do different things. It's it's like with Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers 
people try and compare them because they're both like you know the two statistically amazing quarterbacks the gift of aaron Rodgers is that yeah the the gift of aaron Rodgers is that he gets the ball out in two and a half seconds like aaron Rodgers, you can't put pressure on him because he's so fast and so accurate and he's so great at going through progressions patrick mahomes's thing is like you can get pressure in two and a half seconds and patrick mahomes will buy you 4.5 seconds by rolling to his right and farting a sidearm pass to the running back for a touchdown like he did against the Chargers. And uh, you'd better not blitz him because then he'll hit a guy 40 yards within like a fucking three uh, third of an inch window where Derwin James could bat the pass down, but he puts it like a third of an inch over where he can get it. And yeah, like they do different things. And the closest thing I could compare Josh Allen to is like Cam Newton in terms of like the body structure, but Josh Allen's a slightly better passer than Cam Newton. And again, Cam Newton won MVP. You think slightly? I think he's, I think he's that. I think he's a lot better. I, I think Josh Allen, I really think Josh Allen is like, I, block of better words, I think he's, he's, he's Cam Newton on like steroids. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so in on Josh Allen. Like, I just think of the guy just has it, just that thing. And I also calculate winning matters too. Like, I just think that he, ever since he's like, he figured it out, his team is like now starting to really like churn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're in there. Like, dude, they, uh, since he like, since he like figured it out, how many years has he not made the playoffs in his career? Uh, I mean, there was that weird rookie year where he was like genuinely terrible. And, and, and I think know. they still made the playoffs that year, didn't they? Not the rookie year. I think his second year was the year that they made the playoffs as the wild snuck card. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, they snuck in, but they were up like 17-0 on the Texans in the playoffs. And then Josh Allen did dumb shit and they lost. And oh, that was it. That was Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's when like Deshaun yeah. Watson was unbelievable, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had like a 20-point second half coming. That was the game where Josh Allen took multiple 15-plus yard sacks and had that play where he like lateraled it in the middle of the field to a guy who and wasn't that was working. also the guy who like and he also like got some crazy for it like the conversions though right wasn't it like third and mm-hmm. one or fourth and one and you need he's just a freak bro and like i just think that like something has changed in this game obviously since then clearly mm-hmm. because since he when he figured that out he's now a top two or three like i can never tell you that cam newton was the best quarterback in the nfl for like multiple years or like at least like top two or three like i think i was an mvp year he was if he wasn't the best he's one of the best like for sure but mm-hmm. like i don't know i just obviously i'm like a big josh allen fan and it dude sounds here's like, here's a stat you'll guy. love here's a stat you'll love about it so this is according to pro football reference so they have a stat called bad throw percentage which is percentage of poor throws per pass attempt which throwaways don't count spiking the ball doesn't count like percentage of passes that are just bad like either they miss the receiver overthrow the receiver just poor passes yeah his first two seasons in the league josh allen had 25.7 percent bad throws and 20 percent bad throws and then 2020 which was the year that he like transformed his, his throwing out. motion yeah. and finished second in the MVP 16% last year 17% so far this year it's only one game of course 9% 
So like, what's like a real like what's like what's like really good for that? Like I, I can't I don't have like a good gauge. So like, I, I like, mean I could look up say who who do you think is a quarterback who doesn't make a lot of bad throws? Like Aaron Rodgers would be someone yeah, who I mean, doesn't. And, I mean Mahomes too, really. I mean both of them really don't make a ton of bad throws. So you just put Rodgers, right. yeah. Yeah, let's let's look at Aaron Rodgers first. Aaron Rodgers, uh, his accuracy, so his bad pass percentage. So they've only been keeping the stats since 2018, so that's kind of good. Aaron Rodgers is between, I guess, 2021. He had a bad year, but 2020 it was 13.8 percent, and then last okay. or so far this year it's 12 percent. So so let's just say on sub 15 is good. That's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, that's really. what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. Like sub 15 is like you are like you're not making terrible throws. Basically, uh, basically one of out of every 10 is like a bad throw from I, I know it's like not like a perfect, but like maybe one and a half at like 1.5. Because mm-hmm. if you really think about it, if you watch Josh Allen, he only made like one bad throw the entire like I could tell you like that first interception was not his fault in that game. That was just like a uh, just yeah. kind of like whatever. The second one, like. I still thought it wasn't his fault, but like, if you want to deem that as a bad throw, I can give you that. But like, he rarely misses guys. Like, he just like, I don't know, man. I just think that like that offense is tailored perfect to him. I was worried about Dayball leaving. I thought Dayball was going to really hurt them, but I mean, clearly, it's didn't make much of a difference. Yeah, I. I mean, did, have you heard the the stuff about Dayball's career? Like he was not good until he got Josh Allen, and then his career's kind of turned around. Like it's but kinda... isn't that for every quarterback though. Like I think that's like it's such an interesting conversation because like all these like coordinators that were with Tom Brady all get jobs because freaking with the greatest, co- you know what I mean? Like 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 Bruce Arians had like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Uh, like obviously he's gonna be good. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, odds are you are going to be good when you have that good of a quarterback. It's just, like, hard. Like, Adam Gase, for example, didn't he have Peyton Manning? Not only did he have Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning vouched for him publicly that he's the greatest coordinator that he's ever had. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a perfect example of that. Like, it's like, obviously you need the good quarterbacks. Like, what was uh, – did I, I feel like you told me this at one point, but Shanahan, um, Kyle, Mike Shanahan – was base I I, I want to say it was you basically said that like what makes me and Bill Belichick different and he's yeah, like that was yeah, um we're... that was in the Patriot book uh the the one that uh Seth Wickersham wrote uh the the pa- or was it Seth Wickersham yeah the the Patriot book that came out last year Mike Shanahan was basically like Bill Be- I revolutionized the offensive game of football I have two championships and the difference between me and Bill Belichick is that Bill Belichick had Tom Brady and I built a system that is tailored around like not having a strong quarterback. Like I built a system that can work without quarterbacks. And I think that is true. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, but I'm also not telling you that. See, I also think that argument is like, Oh, who's more important Brady or Belichick. I think it's a stupid argument because both of them were important at some point in the career. Belichick carried Brady for the first couple of years, 100%. I don't really see how you could argue that. Second half of his <laughs> career, Brady carried him. I mean, literally dragged him through it. He actually, I would argue that Bill Belichick costed Tom Brady some Super Bowls. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just unbelievable. The, Tom it's Brady could have won four. 
the the fact that the I I still say and you've heard me say this before like the thing that is the greatness of the Patriots is not that they like the the Patriots won Super Bowls basically 66% of the time and won AFC championships 66% of the time. And if you flipped a coin, they would have won 50% of the time. Like that's not a huge gap. The fact that the Patriots made 15 AFC championship games in 20 years means that they were an elite team three out of every four seasons for two decades. Like that's totally unheard of anywhere in professional sports. Even the, like even the San Antonio Spurs didn't do that. The San Antonio Spurs were a one or a two seed in the Western conference 15 times in 30 years. That's only 15%. And the Patriots did it 75% of the time. Like that's absolutely ridiculous as to how good they were. Yeah. And, and, and once again, like, I don't think that that's like, they needed each other. Mm -hmm. They just need each other. Like I, that's why I think that, that's why I think the argument is kind of, you know, there's just so many holes in it. Like, obviously, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. Tom Brady's the greatest player of all time, great greatest quarterback of all time, whatever you want to say. But like, it doesn't happen without each other. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I just don't want to hear that argument anymore. Like, I just well, it's, don't. It's the thing that's happening right now with the Chiefs that I point to, which is. It's happening all over again. Kansas City is going to win the AFC West for 16 straight years. And if they don't win it for 16, it's going to be 15 of 16. Like it's happening again because you have Mahomes with the greatest offensive coach in the history of the NFL with Andy Reid. And we just don't have an appreciation for it because look how much the Patriots won. Look how the Patriots did it every single year for two decades and just beat the respect out of everyone to the point where not even the Patriots hosted four consecutive AFC championship games. The Chiefs just did that. The Chiefs, four straight years, the Chiefs were hosting the AFC title game. And they're the same thing as the early 2000s Patriots. Obviously, the Patriots won a couple more championships. But like they had the same level of regular season success and postseason success as those Patriots teams. But because the Patriots win the championship, they get ultimate respect. And Kansas City is like viewed as a disappointment because they're not the Patriots when they're doing things that even the Patriots didn't do. It's incredible how much they just command respect over all those years. Yeah, but it just and and I just think that we just need to and that's kind of my original point. We Mm -hmm. just need to just like chalk that up as just an anomaly. That just will never happen. Or I mean, if it's going to happen again, it's it, it's going to take a long time. A lot of things need to happen, you know, to for that to happen. And that's kind of what my original point was. Like, yeah, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, but that doesn't mean that because he had this unbelievable success means that he's he has a job forever. I'm sorry, I'm just not that. I that's just not the way I would run my business. And I think that. I just hope that uh, I hope that Robert Kraft listens to this podcast and is listening to me. It's a bold move, though, of course, because it's hard. Like, there's only seven good ones in the NFL. Like, it, you got to really trust your ability to hire because there's there's only like seven good coaches in the NFL. You, the, the odds that you're going to back to back get another good one are smaller. But I, I guess you got to have faith in your ability to evaluate because. Moving on, I mean, you could you could make the argument for new general manager, of course, but like you got to have a lot of faith in your ability because it's hard to find the guy all over again. 
it doesn't even have to be Bill Belichick. It just has to be even like John Harbaugh, like someone who's going to be in the job for 10 to 15 years. There's only like six or seven of those guys in the NFL. Yeah. And, and that, and once again, like that's the same argument, like I'm not in, and I'm not even trying to tell you that like, you know, like Bill Belichick isn't great. Like all these things. I just, I just think if you look at it independently on his recent success, he has not been good enough. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. That's it. I, I just like I don't. And everyone gets all upset about this. Like they're all like, oh, you know, like you're just you know, whatever. Like I get it all the time. Like oh yeah, it's it's rose colored like, glasses because the defenses are overachieving and they make the playoffs every couple of years. But like that just doesn't that just doesn't push the needle for me. Like end of the day, I on and also too that's probably why Josh Josh McDaniels left, right? Because he's like, I can I can go ten and six in Vegas, and they're gonna throw freaking parades for me. If I go ten <laughs> or ten and seven, right? Ten and seven now. If I go yeah. ten and seven in, in in New England, they're gonna try to execute me the first year. So it's like I don't I don't even blame them that. This, the bar has been set too high, and that is no other's fault besides Bill Belichick. So if he wants to be held to this standard where he can scoff at the media and treat them like crap and be like a you know whatever, you need to be, you need to back it up, man. You need to back it up. I'm sorry. Circling back to something we did earlier, I kind of I tried my best to look up like the top t- eleven quarterbacks when it came to that accuracy statistic. It seemed like everyone who was like one of the 10 or 11 good quarterbacks was somewhere between, I guess like somewhere between like 14% and like 20% for the accuracy number, which, which I guess means that like Josh Allen is one of the best in the NFL at not throwing bad passes, which is insane given where he was three years ago. But uh, the other people who I saw were consistently at the top were surprisingly Matt Ryan and Dak Prescott are not making a lot of bad passes apparently. Yeah, I find that really interesting. I mean, I don't I want to say hard to believe cuz I don't really. Yeah. I mean, it's know. even more it's just more than Lamar, more than Mahomes, more than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the, it's not by much. Like Russell Wilson was pretty close to Rodgers, which is just interesting and yeah, I guess the, I actually want to ask, kind of I ask your group. opinion on that. What's it what's your thoughts on the whole Russell Wilson stuff with in Seattle? Like everyone like, oh, in Seattle, like like how they were treating him. So there's two different conversations for that. For me, there's the one that's like, uh, did Russell Wilson's accomplishments in Seattle merit booing? And then there's the one for me, which is you should never boo another grown man at a football stadium. You should not boo someone who played for your team under any circumstance. That's just my personal belief. Like you should not boo another football player or boo anyone coming into your stadium. But that's just a me thing. If we're doing it on the merits of like Russell Wilson's success, did it merit booing? Maybe. I mean, it was a bitter way to go out. I I don't know if you read the ESPN report that came out like a week before the first game, but like it put all the stuff in perspective. Yeah, all this like beef they had, right? Like behind the scenes, like the MVP stuff and all that, right? Yeah, like Russ was wanted the MVP and like resented Pete for not, helping him get to that level and we got confirmation it was always like whispered but we did get confirmation from a like source that the seahawks offered cleveland 
Russell Wilson for the number one pick in 2018, which they would have used to pick Josh Allen. And after that, Russell Wilson's agent negotiated a no trade clause into his contract. And yeah, just just kind of fall out towards the end where Russ was like, I just I don't really want to do this anymore. And the Seahawks made the bold choice of like, we're going to move on from our quarterback and not change the position. We're not going to we're just going to move away from the quarterback because the quarterback wants to leave and we're not going to try and upgrade at the position. We're just going to roll out with Geno Smith and like hope we get Bryce Young or something like they they kind of just they they just kind of traded Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson wanted to leave and then we're just like we'll just roll out with who we got after that and uh in terms of booing him like I don't know Seattle I I would assume Russell Wilson is like one of the most important players in the history of Seattle sports but like Seattle doesn't really like Russell Wilson the way they like the Legion of the way they like Richard Sherman the way they like Marshawn Lynch which upset city for the fact that they love those guys more than they love Russell Wilson, the quarterback who's corporate guy, which for 40 years is what appeases to your fan base. But I don't know, man, like Seattle is Seattle's just a unique case, I suppose, in terms of like hating on Russell Wilson, because it was a it was basically like the Seahawks tried to control the narrative of like, look, Russ wanted to go. We abided. We traded him all that stuff. And I feel like they did kind of curry favor a little bit and Russ gets made out to be the villain a little bit. Yeah. Hook line is thinking these freaking idiots. I, I, I think that I think that I, I I'm in the, I'm in the camp where like, I don't really agree with you where like, yeah, like I, it's just, it's just sportsmanship, man. Like booing him when he came on the field as a cute little, cute little thing. Patriots did that to Tom Brady. I was cool with that. I was like, you know what? That's funny. Everyone, even like, even the people that were booing were like, this is kind of fun, whatever. And from, from what I heard, Brady was not actually happy about that, but we could talk about that later. But <laughs> um, it was a cute little thing, obviously, whatever, right? But to boom throughout the game, to, to have no one go up to him, like hug him, you know, like to have Doug Baldwin and all these like faithful dude. People it was all the him. Seahawks. Like I know it was Doug Baldwin. It was Richard Sherman. It was Bruce yeah. Irvin. Like all of those I'm gonna be dudes honest, hate the, him. The, the Doug Baldwin one stunned me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I have no idea why. Dude, it's um, crazy that basically all of the stories that we were hearing about how the Legion. Okay, well, all the stories except the Golden Tate one. All of the stories are basically true. That the Legion of Boom resents Russell Wait, Wilson. So, they so that's Russell not true. Wilson. You don't think? I I I think that was confirmed. That I I feel like that one is too crazy to believe. But it I I don't know evidence either way that says like it's been confirmed or not. That one just seems well, too insane. Well, that's to why believe. that's why him and Percy Harvard got into a fist fight the, over his. Wait, talking you talking about the one where like he yeah he, yeah like, we're, we're up with Russell Wilson's wife or something. Yeah, or the day before the Super Bowl apparently, which. <laughs> I, I feel like details on that might be incorrect. It is a lot. It is a lot. But it, but like, no, yeah, they hate each other. No, yeah, they, they hate him. I mean, Richard Sherman's been saying it for years. It's just like been confirmed over and over and over again that like all of those, I mean, Earl Thomas doesn't like him. Apparently Bruce Irvin doesn't like him. Cam Chancellor never says anything. So I don't know about Cam Chancellor, but like all those dudes hate Russell Wilson. And 
it was just confirmed over years that that was the case. And I feel like Russ is never going to get to win. Like in hindsight, they'll retire his jersey and do rah, rah, all that stuff. But like, I don't think Russell Wilson gets to win in the eyes of like what history says I, about that. Seahawks I just like, team. find that so hard to believe that he, this dude, he, yeah, he's a freaking weirdo. Yeah. He's a mm-hmm. nerd. He is. I'm not telling you he's not, but like, I don't know, man. What could Russell Wilson do? to piss Russell, all, all those dudes off like that Russell Wilson Russell Wilson bothers me the same way JJ Watt bothers me which is like it's it's fake like it's it's putting up the image of what you think a quarterback is supposed to be or corporate Russell who you know is the face of Alaska Airlines or the face of JB or whatever Bose headphones or the guy who does commercials like you're putting up a facade of what you think corporate Russell is supposed to be in the model of JJ Watt and now like TJ Watt too like you're putting up a facade of what a quarterback is supposed to be and we kind of I mean it's it's cute when he's a really good quarterback and we'll see through it but then when he becomes the villain who wants he wants it he's playing both sides he he wants to leave Seattle and build his own legacy and also still be fake guy it just it feels like he can't win in that situation and people kind of see through the BS and yeah. I, oh no, like you can see through the BS. Like I like, Yeah, but we just kind of ignored it for a while. Like I've been yelling about this shit for like three years and no one cares. But all of a sudden now like, that he's on the Broncos, like, let me I add feel like this. people care. Let me add to this. Like I think do I like Tom Brady as a quarterback? As a yeah, like he was the greatest quarterback ever, Patriots, all rah rah. The dude's a freaking weirdo. Mm-hmm. He's like he's kind of insufferable now, but that doesn't mean that like I don't respect him. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I just like I don't know. I think Seattle fans are freaking nuts, dude. Like you got to respect yeah. this man. Like we've talked about this before. There's different levels of weirdo when it comes to the quarterback position because there's the there's like the religious weirdos like yeah, Derek yeah, Carr and Philip Rivers and Kirk Cousins. Then there's the weirdos like Russell Wilson. <laughs> like there's just different levels of weirdo when it comes to quarterback. And like maybe we just haven't seen it yet from the young guys. But like we, uh, I mean, even, we tried to do it with Patrick Mahomes too with the catch up thing. Like we tried to find weirdo and yep, or his wife or his brother. Or which his all brother. of that makes that makes me uncomfortable when they do the the stuff with his family because I, I, it, I'm gonna be honest. It, I'm gonna be honest. I I, I disagree with you. I think they should just go not be in the picture. They make him look bad. They do. I just don't like, I I don't think we can be trusted with talking about this stuff because it's just very clearly people being misogynistic and in a weird way, homophobic to Jackson Mahomes, even though Jackson Mahomes isn't gay, but people still drop homophobic shit all over the place. Guy. So so you don't think he's annoying though? What do you want to call I think he's annoying. I just think we can't be... I just feel like we football fans can't be trusted with someone dancing on TikTok in what people, I mean, what white people would call a stereotypical gay way or like whatever you want to call it. Like, I don't think that we can be trusted with talking about that because personally, people just... personally, I think you're looking at it wrong. I think that, yes, people might treat him bad. Like, I'm not going to tell you they don't, but he makes his brother who's on track to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time look bad and causes issues by himself. By himself. Mm-hmm. If, if Patrick Mahomes didn't have his sister, or his wife, or his or his brother, he would be what Tom Brady was early in his career. 
where he was just like the like the golden child. People hate him because he was perfect. Now but it's so dude, silly. It's it, like I don't know, man. I don't know. Like don't we know. could just I, ignore them. We could not give them a voice. We could not pay attention to them. Not, Instead, we're like going to actively media be. Works. You know that. I know that's how social media works. It just makes me feel like uncomfy whenever people talk about it because some of the worst ten, like when people talk about Zach Wilson, I'm just like, y'all, y'all can't be trusted with this shit because oh, man. But that's just funny, dude. That's just fun. It's funny, but then people just take it way too far because stupid dudes don't know how to talk about a dude having sex with someone that's the age of his of his mom. Like we don't know how to talk. So that that. so the five percent of people that are ten percent of people that don't know how to deal with. I agree with the people. Everyone takes everything too far. But from like the standpoint of like, I know people who are Kansas City Chiefs fans, and they hate hate Jackson Mahomes and hate Brittany because they make the mm-hmm. team look bad. Yeah. I, 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 there's no, but there's no other way to say it. Like they, like they're not Giselle dude. They're not like these like already famous people. Like, you know, you know what Camille Costic is? I do not. So she's Gronk's girlfriend or now it's really Gronk is her boyfriend. Cause she's so freaking famous now, but she never got in the way of Gronk. And now mm-hmm. she like they were able to like pave their own way in their career without causing issues of each other. I per I personally believe that Brittany and Jackson get in the way of Patrick Mahomes, and I just like don't I, I just like I think when they go too far, we're like, oh yeah, he's gay or. You know, or like, I guess, being or they're just like very clearly, yeah, just very clearly, like, oh, you're just someone who's married to him because he has a lot of money, and you don't deserve this life that yeah, you have. Okay. Like, like very stereotypical. Yes, that's unfair. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not in that vein. I. I'm not riding with those people. I'm riding with the people where she's like, you know, like throwing like like champagne on people in the stands or like oh you mean just doing just doing like karen shit that's what you're saying yeah like yeah like yeah that's what i'm saying so like so like she wants to be treated as you know one of the greatest quarterbacks of all times what and treated with respect and i and i think she absolutely deserves that but then you can't go on the other side and like call people out and like do karen stuff and Jackson Mahomes dancing on memorials and, you know, dumping water on people. Yes, I do. I think their life is difficult. Absolutely. I'm not going to tell you that it is. But there is a way to conduct yourself, and they do not do it correctly. I'm sorry, man. I just, like, I don't feel I, – I, I, like, I honestly – I think the people that just play it off, like, oh, you know, oh, the feelings, the feelings, dude. Dude, there's still people. They're still gonna act. You get, you gotta respect. Oh it. yeah, no, it. their behavior is despicable all the time. Like they do dumb shit. My point oh, is okay, that, like, okay, okay, yeah, no, they do dumb shit. Them. It's just people are unnecessarily cruel to them. Oh, and fair, 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 fair. And I'm not even saying they don't deserve it because, yeah, like I don't think anyone deserves to be like mean. But like they are, they do do dumb shit. So it's like hard to feel bad. For them. Okay, fine. I'm on the same yeah. page with you then. Yeah, people. The I I don't like people being antagonistic towards that. And by the yeah, way, but by in a broader fair. sense, being antagonistic to LGBTQ people, even though again, Jackson Mahomes isn't gay. People just see Jackson Mahomes do stuff and instinctively stereotype it with gay, and then they go, then they're just homophobic because they already want to be homophobic. And Jackson Mahomes gives them an excuse because they don't like when a man twerks in a video or something like. 
it's that part is like just it gives people a cesspool to be antagonistic and they don't deserve that and i just just ignore that like ignore them the way we ignore matthew stafford's wife matthew stafford's wife does the same bullshit and we just ignore her like just we can do that with the mahomes but it's good social media content so now people seek out when britney and jackson well, mahomes do and dumb here's shit. the problem too people also misinterpret this when you are with Potentially the greatest quarterback in the history of the sport. Unfortunately, unfair stuff happens to you because you are that effing great. That's what makes LeBron so great. Somehow they haven't found anything on him. <laughs> Somehow mm-hmm. he's done nothing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The, LeBron's I mean, LeBron's family and LeBron don't have the same like bad moments that Jackson Mahomes and Brittany okay, Mahomes have. Like they have I'm bad saying. behavior so, moments, of course. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Do I think the repercussions that Brittany and Jackson get for their uh, quote-unquote misbehavior? Pro- uh, no, I-, I don't think it's fair. But do I think that they are asking for it at times? Absolutely. They are looking for it, and they get it sometimes. And now it's like, now they've already – so it's good to get, it's just going to take a little while for, that, for it to gonna go away. Like, they're just right now. They're in the social media run, like where, like you know, Pat, like 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 uh, Paul George was that guy for a bit, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> but Davis it's been Caldwell three Paul. years. It's been three years that they've been in that cycle. Like it, this goes back well, to like but, pandemic but years. It happens every year, though. They do something stupid. What about that? What year. about that one? Okay, so the one where I feel like we're just kind of seeking it out now. Do you remember that video where like they do the dance at the restaurant and Pat looks up and is just like whatever, and yeah, then looks down. Fair. People Fair, are just kind of seeking it out now. Fair. Like people are just looking Fair. for any reason but, to be antagonist. Literally last year, didn't Jackson Holmes dance on the fucking uh memorial? Yeah, the memorial. Uh, and and I mean like Brittany Mahomes on. poured water on the fans that were down below them. The both of those happened last year. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like, if you want to get out of the media, you just gotta you just gotta lay low. Do I think that's fair? No. But you, but you did it to yourself, man. I'm sorry. I just, I do not feel empathetic towards the situation with that. I just don't like because as a social media, you know, content creator myself, I get 0.011 percent percent of what they the hate they get. I'm probably even less than that if you want to be honest. But I conduct myself in a way where I avoid conflict. I do I think that's fair? No, but it's in the space I'm in and just what you gotta do. And I'm sorry, my her husband is Patrick Mahomes. She makes his life more difficult by her doing that. She can be supportive all she wants, but she doesn't need to be, you know, dumping stuff on people. I'm sorry. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not trying to argue with you. I just think yeah. it's kind of a wild. I don't know. I, you I just, like, you I, hit I, it. I, you hit it right when she's in that cycle of Paul George slash Russell Westbrook slash Ben Simmons, where yeah. like the internet is just unfairly cruel, cruel to you. Cruel. The brutal. The part where I back off of it is misogynistic and homophobic. That yeah, people fine, are just actively fine. looking for reasons to be antagonistic. So, but but I just think that that take isn't everyone. I agree with you. If that's what you're, why you don't like them, I, you miss me with that. That's not why I'm. I don't like. 
it's why it's why I, I like don't Jackson like Bo- it's why I don't like making content around them. I I did yeah, one fair. podcast where I explained this and I just don't give it the I just don't give it air. Like don't repost it, don't like it, don't make videos about it. It's the same thing with Juju Smith Schuster when he was getting blasted for doing TikToks. I'm like, you're at you're antagonizing him for the wrong reasons. You're antagonizing yeah. him because he's a man who does TikTok dances and people think that that's either wrong or in a worse Worst case scenario, like reason to be homophobic, even though Juju Smith Schuster is not gay. Well, it's yeah, just, well, people don't it, like Juju for other reasons as well. Yeah, for sure. It's it's the same thing where I was like, I did the Juju videos. I was like, this doesn't make me feel good. Like doing making making fun of him for the TikTok videos doesn't make me feel good. And then seeing it double down with Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes is just like. Yeah, I don't feel good about this one. This feels like we're doing the wrong thing here by like giving it air. So now I just I don't really I don't post it. I don't I don't talk about it anymore. That's awesome, man. No, seriously, that's on you. And I respect that. I really do. And honestly, I don't like making content on either. I it makes me uncomfortable, too, because I truthfully think they sometimes act like, you know, Jake Paul and they like look for it like Mm -hmm. Jake Paul. Everything he does is on his own time. He it's he is literally a master of what he's doing because he makes it so hateable that you have to hate him. And now he's like pivoted somehow, and we could talk about that. Yeah, he's able to make people. money off of it. Yeah, yeah. Jake exactly, Paul has found exactly. ways to make money off of being hated, which is a nice space to be in. Yeah, for sure. But with all that being said, I don't actually hate jackson mahomes for you know quote unquote being you know i guess like not gay which i don't really care if he's gay or not dude be gay if you actually are or not i I really don't i actually don't care i just (laughs) think that he's trying to like like do i think it's fair that people say oh you're leeching off the success of your brother at times i feel that's fair but then i also feel like yeah well he can still be his own person and like you know exist and be annoying but unfortunately when you become this type of character in public you know that's the difference in public that's the difference is that he's doing it in public and that like people leech off their family all the time this is an old stereotype with football players that's finally gone away like it happens all the time it's just that he's doing it on tiktok that all of a sudden everyone feels like they have the right to you know be in well i mean they can like be mean to him just be and actively antagonistic towards him and by broader sense being antagonistic to the lgbtq community just because he even though he's not gay he does things that people stereotype with being gay like a man twerking on a tiktok video oh he must be gay like all these dumb stereotypes that play out where people still sits people literally if you type in is jackson and then the first thing that comes up is is jackson mahomes gay on the internet because people just cannot be trusted with this shit and I, I I know, but I I just think you're really generalizing. That's all I'm trying yeah. to say. Like I just no for I, sure. I do agree for sure. It's the ten percent that sucks with everything, dude. You're everything. no, or you're you're much rational about. You're very rational about this. And again, this is something I've been saying for like a year now. So perhaps it's gotten better now that we're not repo. I mean, I don't know. I Ghetto Gronk still does it. I don't like that he does it. But like, no, yeah, most no, people aren't no, reposting. It, it makes Jackson me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable too. Because it's like it's unfair. But with that being said, 
do I think it's fair that social media does that? No, I really don't. And, and I'm going to leave it at that. And, and I, mm-hmm. I, and I actually find it hard to believe that it's hard, easy for them to exist. It isn't. Um, but don't, but also don't tell me that they don't get a lot of love too. Like I'm telling you people support them. I just know this. Like they probably, they, it's all social media. It's all hard. It's all mm-hmm. sucks. Social media is toxic. I'm not going to tell you it's not. It sucks. I don't really yeah. like social media for, for what it is, but like, it's it just very is what it is. Like, it's like, okay, if you don't want to have the public eye on you right now, just go away for a little bit. And I'm not, once again, is that fair? No, but that's just how mm-hmm. you're going to do it. I mean, like if those, the, yeah. Oh man, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, if those memes and if those videos don't go viral, we don't talk about them. The reason it's fair. the case is because those videos go viral and people can, either grow their social media brands or make money off of them being bad people. If those videos don't go viral, it disappears. I'll give you a great example of this that actually, and and this is obviously a much stronger, um, like, like way to look at it. But so I have a Mm -hmm. Snapchat show where I'm talking about pop culture, right? We've talked about Mm -hmm. this and that, that rapper P and B rock died. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And I did a video on it. And posted it. And after I posted it, I don't know why I didn't think about this when I was making it. I felt overwhelmed with like, damn, I'm profiting off of this dude's death mm-hmm. because I paid, made a video on it. And that made me feel like bad, real bad. And if you want to talk about that, I agree with you. That's what poison in the video killed it. And I'm like, Someone needs to talk about it. I guess it's a different type of vein as long as I as long as I'm like a good, you know, I'm not like ripping anyone I wasn't, whatever. Long story mm-hmm. short, there social media sucks. It sucks and there has to be some way to fix it. I don't know. I'm not that person to tell you how to do it, but I can tell you right now that I just think that Jackson Mahomes and Brittany to a certain extent asked for what's happening to them. And do they I can tell you this actually. Do if they if they knew the backlash that they would have gotten for if they could see in the future, I would bet my life they wouldn't have done what they did. I could get or whatever whatever people. Yeah, they haven't that, done it recently. They they bullied yeah. Brittany Mahomes off Twitter. Like they the internet bullied her off Twitter at when I, I what was the I, it was the tweet after they lost a the game where it's like you should only praise Patrick Mahomes or whatever it was when that Twitter thread came out and she started fighting with people on the internet. Like they bullied yeah, her remember, off Twitter yeah. for a few months and yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not fair. people. That's, yeah. People that's traffic and hate all the time though. Like you're right about social media. Social media is a byproduct of larger society. Like we traffic in hate all the time. We traffic in people's downfalls all the time and it's just kind of messed up. I did it on social media for a whole lot of years. I mean, I've done stories where I try to like take nuanced opinions now, just but I'd like do nuanced conversations about it just because trafficking in death and trafficking in hate is something that feels yeah, it, it feels it's bad, not- but it but like you said, people do it all the time. And social media is a place because people can be anonymous that they can do it without the same consequence as say in real life and people have a platform in a, in a way that they didn't before. And yeah, I mean, it happens everywhere. It doesn't, I mean, it happens a lot on social media, but it happens everywhere where people traffic in hate. Like you said, we didn't build the rules. We just kind of live in it. I'm just, 
there are a few things that I just try not to touch the third rail on. Like that's definitely one of those things where I'm like, just if I don't give it breath, it will go away and these people's lives will be improved as a result of it. Yeah. And, and, and I respect that. And, and, and I can tell you the, the way I do my content. That's why I think I, as a content creator kind of show through to a certain extent. I mean, obviously like the daily sports or just meme account is different, such as memes, but yeah um like my personal content i am very wholesome i try not to tear people down i try to be very you know that nuance thing you talked about be you know very informative not mm-hmm. you know like uh tabloidy try to be yeah you do like one that. minute scripted shows that have like 30 minutes of research behind it it's not like you're getting yeah. on like Remember that dude after Kevin Durant made the the Ronnie 2K thing who like got on the video for like 90 seconds and just started like Kevin Durant, here's why you're not a 99. And he did it like three minutes. Like, it's not like that. You're putting like 30 minutes of research into a lot of these videos. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 And the point I'm trying to get at is that like, is that like social media, if they want this to go away, these platforms need to prioritize, not, not trying to say like, you know, oh, I need to blow up. That's not really what I mean. Just mm-hmm. they need to prioritize my type of content. It's it's obvious I put time into it. When these other people don't, you can just tell. Like when people just are throwing blind accusations. How do they do that? How does social media do that? I have no idea. They they there there's a reason why they they're making billions and I'm making nothing <laughs> because they're a lot smarter than me. But I mean, no one knows what's going to go viral. As long as it goes viral on your platform, they're good. Like companies spend millions of dollars trying to figure out what's going to go viral and you just can't do it because how could anyone think that a dude on a skateboard drinking like pomegranate juice would go would be the most viral thing in the world? Like it's totally unpredictable. And like if like the fact that Jackson and Brittany Mahomes go viral is the reason that they now are part of the discourse when it comes to Patrick Mahomes entire legacy, like the, the people will talk about that within the context of Mahomes legacy, just because oh, yeah. videos of them go viral and they have his same last name. Okay. Yeah. So, so that is 1000% my initial point. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to Patrick Mahomes. It's just yeah. not like it's, he has it's done so nothing d- wrong. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's so dumb that I laugh at it, where I'm just like, it's funny comically, but it's also depressing at the same time that it's like it's gotten to such a place where this is part of the discord around Patrick Mobs. And obviously, Skip Bayless is going to traffic and hate all the time, like though, though it's no, just honestly, expected uh, at a certain point. But like, thank you for bringing that up. I think Skip Bayless needs to go away. Actually, I, I mean this, like, and I'm not trying to tell you, like, you know, I'm without getting into a huge other conversation, you know, like mm-hmm. the Andrew Tate guy getting deleted off the internet. Like, I am like very that really scares me that people can de- get deleted from the internet just because of like whether you agree with them or not. I just think that's wild. Skip it. How can Skip? If you're gonna play that game, how is Skip Bayless allowed? He completely BSs everything. He doesn't. He just he 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 creates rumors, and now it's mm-hmm. funny. Social media thinks it's funny. And that's embarrassing, I think. Skip Bayless Skip Bayless is very much give the people what they want guy. And his P1s want what I like to call sports propaganda, where it's like you believe what you want to believe about sports. If you want to believe LeBron chokes every single time he plays, go to Skip Bayless. If you want to believe that 
this thing is true about the Cowboys, go for it. Like he traffics in what I call sports propaganda, which is being told what you want to hear instead of being told what is actual, like grounded in fact sports, which is fair enough. He has a large audience for it. And Stephen A. Smith traffics in some of this, even though Stephen A. Smith still has some of his like journalism credo to it. But like, Skip Bayless traffics in sports propaganda of like people want to believe West Brick just is the worst player in the NBA. Like there's an yeah, audience for like, that. Like he, yeah, he traffics okay, so, in that and does it well. Like the Westbrook thing is another one. Like it's so unfair. What is happening to Westbrook? I no longer think is funny. Like I don't yeah. even. At first, I thought it was cute. I thought. A long time ago, I felt this way about Westbrook, the way they kind of treat him now, like, just, like, he kind of, he's, like, overrated, whatever. The way that the, the LA Lakers, I think it's more of a Lakers problem than a Russ mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook problem. They are the most toxic fans in the history of the world. I, I don't even think there's even a fan base that's close to how poisoned they are. Maybe, maybe, like, the, the hate around the Cowboys, I would say that that's probably, like, another one. But mm-hmm. man, if you do bad on the on the Lakers, you get treated like you're a piece of dog bleep, dude. Like I just, it's not it's even unfair. that they, it's not even that they treat you like dog bleep because I mean you can say shit on this show, but like it, it doesn't sorry, even sorry. matter okay. that. No, you're good. You can curse on this, but it, it doesn't even matter if they treat you like dog shit. It's formulaic now. Lakers fans have a formula for this shit. They pick one player every year who underperforms, then they make him out to be the worst player in the world. It's la- it's not even like toxic. It's lazy now. 2019, it was Kyle Kuzma. Remember when Kyle Kuzma was getting all that shit the first year that LeBron was yeah, there? Contavious yeah. Caldwell Pope. And then what was that other guy's name? 2020, yeah, Danny other- Green. And then, yeah, and then another guy. Uh, uh, Dennis uh, Schroeder. Wes Matthews. Yeah, Dennis yep, Schroeder. Wes Matthews, Matthews got it. For a little bit. Yep. And then w- what was the other guy? Ah, uh, uh, Tucker. Hey, um, Taylor Tucker. Taylor Horton Tucker. Taylor Horton Tucker. He this overtime. These pieces of shit. Fucking sports media clutch points. Pieces of shit, dude. They're not news. Before mm-hmm. the season, they're talking about him being a superstar. He sucks. Oh, this is also part of the Lakers formula. The Lakers formula is we're going to hold up the 10th guy on the bench and overinflate his value while crapping on the fourth best player on the team who's underperforming. Talon Horton Tucker's somehow been both because Talon Horton Tucker was the young guy that they held up as value. And then he was the guy who they shit on because he was underperforming. And Caruso was the beloved guy. Then it was Talon Horton Tucker. Now it's Austin Reeves. Like it just, they, they find the one guy, usually a white guy, not always a white guy, but usually the white guy on the bench and they hold him up. And then if he doesn't do well, they crap on him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cute little story. Like, even though I do think that, um, Caruso actually is like a decent little player. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think he's actually like a little bit better than I once thought he he was. But he was a G league guy. He looks like he's 40 years old. Jared Dudley was that guy too. Remember Jared Dudley was beloved by like, like it, they're lazy. Now they're not only toxic, they're lazy. They're just doing the same thing every year with different players. And they're, and just because you watch the game doesn't mean that you can act like this. Like I, I cannot stand Lakers fans, bro. I can't stand them. They treat dude. Like, and then they want to be like, Oh, Boston fans are racist. Dude. Like all this dude, shut up. 
you treat your team so – do Boston fans – like, yes, do I think that Jalen Brown is a little unfairly treated to Boston? Yes. Yes, but it's sports, bro. We're treating with sports. You guys absolutely flame people. Danny Green literally probably committed like, – like, potentially was, like, like suicidal – on the way they ran. They up. ran Danny Green out of Los Angeles after a championship, and then they brought in the Dennis dude, Schroeder and ran him out of Los Angeles. Danny Green is on the list. He's won three championships with different teams. The guy, I'm like, I, dude, I hate Lakers fans. I'm sorry, I I hate them, dude. And they're all and like, I don't want to generalize, but a a lot of them. It's a lot of Laker fans. It's a lot of Laker because Lakers fans start to drink their own Kool-Aid. I will say that there are people I know who are totally reasonable people, totally reasonable people. They start to drink the Kool-Aid of the Laker fandom because that's how Lakers fans build community. And part of the reason is Lakers fans are losers. We've been losers. I mean, I was I grew up a Lakers fan. We've been losers my entire life. Like Kobe Bryant was nine when they won the championship. They've made one playoff. I mean, they've won one playoff series since 2010. And it was that year they went to the playoffs. So I guess they won three playoff series. That's the only year they've won a playoff series since 2011. Like Lakers fans don't know how to be losers. They behave like losers. (laughs) Another thing is too, is that like, I think it's actually an interesting point because like, for example, Lakers fans, like, like they, I don't know many Lakers fans per, because they're from Boston, right? Yeah. So yeah. all, so that's also the problem when you say like, oh, generalize, generalize, generalize. Do I think it, that's unfair? Absolutely. Like I actually think it's kind of BS that I like actually, even a second ago I said that, but I didn't really mean that, right? Yeah. You're talking about that's Lakers fans pro- on Twitter. You're talking about Lakers yes. fans on Twitter. Yeah. But that's that's the thing, dude. That's the problem. Even I do it. We generalize fucking everything. Everything, bro. Everything is generalized, and that's like, like, and that's part of the problem. Because, like the Lakers fans, we're lazy. <laughs> like, yeah. like the Lakers fans, we're lazy in our stereotypes. And Lakers fans, again, it's I, I, I've marveled at this over the past few years that it's a formula. I've seen it enough times now that the Lakers fans are like, we're gonna have a white guy on the bench who we hold up as a great story, and we're gonna think he's worth two first round picks, be, like Caruso. Yep, he's next on the list. Don't don't you wait, Austin. If Austin oh. Reeves plays bad this year, it's Mac McClung. Man, just... I, I I actually made a video about that, saying I thought <laughs> Mac McClung was going to be the next because like it's just it. I am okay. I so I once called myself a casual basketball fan, and mm-hmm. what I mean by casual, I'm not like the X's and O's guy. I know all the you know. I'm really I know what I'm talking about when it comes to, like the game. Yeah, my wife saw Mac McClung. And literally said, "Oh, he grew hair," and she literally <laughs> thought he was Alex Caruso. <laughs> That's and perfect. I, it, isn't that exactly what we're talking about? It's. I mean, she doesn't know that the whole Lakers thing, but like, that's the point. It's yeah, just the, the same narrative, no matter what. Pretty much. There's. It's pretty much exactly that. They've also got a second round pick named Max Christie who. It doesn't look exactly like these dudes, but he's second round pick who they're going to overinflate his value this year. Watch out for him. Uh, I think I think that guy this year is Juan Toscano Anderson. Juan T is going to be that guy who's beloved oh by Laker God. fans. He, when he got signed there, bro, he is going to either be a god or they're going to drag his ass out of LA and pitchforks. 
Legitimately. He's not going to play. I, I mean, they did this to Ken. I mean, Kendrick Nunn's back this year, but they did this to Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn didn't play and they dragged him like oh, they oh, dragged oh. Westbrook. Malik, Malik Monk. They, they literally like, because he had, he was so inconsistent that they, they didn't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. But they acted like he was a god too. Yep. And then he left and they were like, oh my God, how are we ever going to replace Malik Monk? He, <laughs> I'm like, dude, he's the seventh man on Sacramento. Like, come on, let's not do that with Malik Monk. It, like, he's fine. It's, like, I, just, yeah, like, like, yeah, I'm good with him. Like, he's fine. Yeah, like, Lakers like, fans I'm, were I'm, just like, fine. how are we ever going to possibly replace Malik Monk? I'm like, I don't know, dude, literally sign anyone and you'll figure literally, it out. <laughs> literally, Austin Reeves, literally just yeah, put like, Austin Reeves in there. Yeah, dude, all in all. The stare, the stare, the, the storylines are so annoying. And you know what it's, the problem yeah. is? Is that I, I as a content creator, if I want to grow my platform, I legitimately almost have to do these stories. So what I do now is I talk about them, but in more of like a casual light. I'll yeah, say like. And- if there are people who are listening, check out DSD Sports on TikTok. Like he, he does really good stuff. Like check out these videos about stuff like this. Like check it out. Because I try really hard to like act like like okay. What I do is I'll play along the lines of this is what social media is saying. I play it like that, and and mm-hmm. whether it's fair or not. And at the end of the video, I usually give my nuance on it. Where I'm like that's unfair. Or, Come on, guys, or whatever. But like. Overall, I want my content to be light. I want it to be like you watch it, you don't really feel you feel like happy, you don't really feel you feel happy, kind of sad. But I don't want you to leave the video where you're like overwhelmed with like hate, mean, mad. Like you should just watch my content because it's just I am a guy. Yeah, you're not aggregating, bro. I'm making a minute videos for social media. I don't take myself too too seriously. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like you're you're very specific about the videos you're making. They're more like they're fun stories, but let's do a deeper dive on this. And every now and then it's going to be like, "Oh my god, look what this absolute dumbass did." <laughs> or look yeah, what Jake Paul but, did or I don't know. But you know what's funny though? Even when I say that, I'm kind of like in a way not like being like like I don't know. Like I I just feel like the way I'm critical of people it's just not the same critical as everyone else. If that makes any sense. No, for sure. Like remember, uh, I, I don't remember. It was like a week or so ago. Remember when you made that Patrick Beverly video that was like Patrick Beverly yeah. called it when it was like, like under what circumstances would there ever be a reason to talk about Patrick Beverly? If Never. he weren't just he went to absolutely Lakers. fucking hated on the internet yeah. or loved goes either way. I love Patrick Beverly now. Cause like, Patrick Beverly baffles me because like yeah Patrick Beverly is this story that we all say we love about sports like goes to three different countries to play then starts as the 12th man on the Rockets bench then becomes the backup then gets a new contract then gets traded to the Clippers is he on his third contract contract? I don't know he's he's kind of old now he's in like his his mid 30s and it's like I want to say he's I think he's on his fourth contract bro and like that's amazing Especially because he started out playing in Europe for like three different teams and the yeah, G like, League. Like the, and, yeah, like the Ukraine League or something like that. Yeah, bro. Like, like legit like 
like some like check like some checkly or something dead ass but these are the stories that we all claim we love like maybe we don't actually care that much about like a rags to riches story but like when patrick beverly was chucking the the jersey and crying with Everyone the tools of him yeah that was my favorite moment of the entire basketball season because by the I, way which is why that's why i love jd reddick yeah because he was like what are you guys talking about he should be pumped i mean truthfully was he a little bit dramatic yeah but that's what patrick beverly is that's like what that's what makes him so great but the guy the, is kind of a pain in the ass i love him. the reason that's excellent is i grew up rooting for the padres they didn't make the playoffs in my entire childhood the lakers didn't make the playoffs for like the eight years that i actually rooted for them and now i'm a sacramento kings fan because i live here and cover the team like i love losers yeah minnesota sucks they're fucking terrible they're losers. Do you know how great it is that they won that series or that game against the Clippers, the team that cut Patrick Beverly and he got the oh, game winning steal to knock him like that's so cool. Yeah, he should throw yeah. his jersey and Anthony Edwards is so much fun.